Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger, less than five miles away. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Lightning fans, you found the right show for everything you need to know about your favorite team in the NHL. It's the Lightning Insider Podcast with Eric Erlinson. Get ready for insight, historical perspective, interviews, and breaking news that comes from a reporter insider who's got near 20 years on the Tampa Bay Lightning beat. Now for the latest with the Lightning, here's Eric. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the playoff edition series clinching edition of the Lightning Insider Podcast. podcast. I am Eric Rowenson from lightninginsider.com. Coming to you after Tampa Bay's 4-0 victory over the Florida Panthers in Game 6 of the opening round Sunshine State Showdown playoff series between the two neighborhood teams, if you can call 200 miles apart being neighborhoods. But they are, and the Tampa Bay Lightning come out victorious. It was a series that you look back on and you realize how close this series was in many ways. And that's not too atypical, honestly, of playoff series. Uh, Tampa Bay ends up winning it four games to two. Uh, They had leads of 2-0 and 3-1 in the series and uh, end up closing it out in six. But um, this was a, a tough series. We knew it was going to be Florida is a very good team. But I think what we saw show up, especially in this clinching, clinching game, was just how much Tampa Bay has that championship medal to their resume, right? Like the understanding of what it takes. And, you know, the Lightning in 2014 – sort of the first step in the direction towards the type of a team and franchise they've become in the past seven years, you know, they were swept by the Montreal Canadiens. And sometimes you have to learn to lose to understand what it takes to win. And it took Tampa Bay, as anybody listening to this knows all too well, a long time to finally reach the summit of the mountain that they were climbing on that journey that started back in 2014. But that series against the Canadians taught them a lot. And honestly, the series against the Columbus Blue Jackets taught them a lot. Yes, they did a lot of winning between um, 2014 and 2019. They reached the 15 Stanley Cup Final, the 16 Eastern Conference Final, the 18 Eastern Conference Final. But that series against Columbus sort of showed the style the commitment that they needed to have in order to win on a consistent basis and win deeper into the postseason, which is something that had eluded them, right? They reached the the cup final in 15, have a 2-1 series lead against Chicago, a Chicago team that had already won two championships before 15. They won in 2010, and they won again in 2013, so, you know, they, Chicago's able to turn that series around, win the final three games, and go on to win the 15th Stanley Cup in six games. But the Lightning didn't really understand what it takes to win 
until 2019. And as crazy as that sounds and as that seems, it's the case. It was a humbling moment. It was a watershed moment for this franchise, for this group of, of players and coaching staff and everybody else that has been with this team for so long. You've got new players that have come and gone, of course, you know, but I'm talking about the Stamkoses, the Hedmans, the Tyler Johnsons, the Andre Palats, Alex Kalorns, that group of players really that have been through this entire process to get to where they are now. And an understanding that when you get, you know, to a conference final, to get to a Stanley Cup final, you have to have a certain commitment. And in the series clinching game against the Florida Panthers, it was all on display. I mean, every single element you want to find in a championship-caliber team was on display. So you want to talk about the veteran, the playoff veteran team against a team that didn't really have a ton of playoff experience. Outside of Joe Quenville, of course, the head coach. Patrick Hornquist, of course, has won a couple of cups with Pittsburgh. Anton Strawman has been through you know, plenty of playoff experiences in his career, including you know, time here with Tampa Bay. So they had a few players here and there, but for the most part, the core of their team, the Sasha Barkovs, the Jonathan Huberdos, the Mackenzie Wiegers, uh, Aaron Ekblad didn't play, but he's part of that young core. They didn't have that experience, whereas Tampa Bay does. And, that's, and I think that's a huge difference in this series because even going back to game one, when Tampa Bay you know, lost the lead in the third period and all of a sudden found themselves trailing in the opening five minutes of the first period and found a way to come back and, and get the tying goal and then end up winning the game on a late Braden Point breakaway. You know, those type of moments are, are one thing, understanding to never give up on something, to understand that there's still time to be played as disappointing as things went, and that's how they turn that game around. And then you look at game two, where they were pretty good defensively. Florida didn't generate a ton of chances. And when they did, of course, you've got Andre Vasilevsky behind you. You know, then as the series went on, it was a lot more wide open than I'm sure a lot of people would have expected for a playoff series. You know, you had a 6-5 overtime game. Tampa Bay wins the game 5-2. to two. You know, so a lot more scoring, maybe a lot more offense than one might figure. But then you get to the clincher. And what did you see? It helped that Pat Maroon gets the opening goal of the game, 6-16, into the first period and kind of breaks the ice a little bit. That's always a key. The first goal is always a key. I know you're asking, Eric, what about game five when Ross Colton scored 53 seconds in? That's almost too early, if you can believe that. But to get that first goal at six minutes, it kind of it, it changes things. All of a sudden... The, the panic, if you will, sets in with Florida saying, oh, no, look, we're behind. Our season is over if we lose. But what it also does for Tampa Bay is it sets them up to understand what it now takes to try to not give Florida chances to get back in the game. So what we saw was guys blocking shots. The compete level tonight was as high as it's been in the series Right, Just watching the way they battle for pucks, the way that they battle along the walls, loose pucks and open ice. I mean, they didn't give an inch to the Panthers, and they didn't have the opportunity. Florida didn't have the opportunity to find as much open ice as maybe they'd found in certain parts of this series. 
So Tampa Bay came into this with an understanding of what it was going to take to ensure that this series did not get to a Game 7, that they did not have to get back onto a plane and head back down to Sunrise because you never know what happens in a Game 7. It can go either way. Uh, I've seen it plenty of times in my career covering hockey. If you're a fan, you know what it is too. You've seen other teams go through it. Minnesota and Vegas. Vegas is now going to go through that after they were up 3-1 in that series against the Wild. Now they're having to go to a Game 7. So you understand what Game 7s can turn into. So the Lightning understood what it was going to take to not let that scenario play out. You know, you heard Steven Stamkos after the game talk about they had a a game plan and they executed it. Uh, Look, this is not football, right? Hockey is not football. You can't necessarily diagram up stuff in an X's and O's and say this is what we're going to do and this is how we're going to execute it. There's so many variables that come into play. But you can have an idea of how you want to play, and that's where the game plan for Tampa Bay comes into play, right? It's the making sure you're getting into lanes. And how many times tonight did we see, and this is so important, this is such a big factor in Tampa Bay's success in the playoffs last year, did we see the, the, the forward, usually the center, usually it's the center's responsibility to be in the low slot area in the defensive zone to ensure that passes couldn't go across from side to side to ensure that rebounds did not get into bad areas for easy opportunities for layups. So you saw that a ton tonight. How many times did we see a puck that was loose at center ice and just watch whether it was Alex Kalorn or Blake Coleman or Steven Stamkos or Barclay Goudreau who was back in the lineup, just battle there, you know what's off, to be able to put themselves into position. If you don't win the puck, at least you don't want to lose it cleanly and give an opportunity for transition. The Panthers at times killed the Lightning in this series with their transition game. They're very good at it. Barkoff and Huberto and Bennett and Tippett and all the forwards that they have, they can get up the ice and they can do it quickly. They love to perform off the rush. In this game, the lighting didn't really allow that to happen because they weren't, not only was they gapped much better in the defense, but it was the uh, the forwards, especially in the middle areas of the ice, the neutral zone in particular, just fight for every single inch that was out there. They didn't give in in anything. And there was a great quote from John Cooper about that after the game when I asked him, you know, how much do plays that don't show up on a score sheet in a playoff season, in a playoff series, and in a playoff game, How many of those type of plays do you have to have to win a game? And I'm paraphrasing. Basically, he said, in the 100 years that the Stanley Cup has been awarded, show me a team that has won a championship, and I'll tell you that none of them were able to win it without all of those things. That's why it's the hardest sport, hardest, mm, hardest trophy in sports to win because of all of that, because you have to just compete 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 and 
you know, you hear the phrase a lot, be hard to play against. Are you a hard team to play against? That's truly what the definition of that phrase means. It doesn't mean you have to have the ability to fight. It doesn't mean you have to be tough and show your toughness. It's, it's a different type of toughness. It's mental. A lot of it is mental, and you have to be determined. And to show that determination, you have to put forth the effort. So it all comes forward to put into or put out on the ice the type of effort that you saw the Lightning do in Game 6. They were a determined team. And you you can't predict how the game is going to go. As I just mentioned, there's variables that take place all over the ice throughout the course of a game. So you can't predict what your determination and your effort is going to guarantee that gets you the result that you want. Because there's always another team out on the ice, and they want to have a certain type of determination as well. But when you play the right way, and that's exactly what the Lightning did, they played the right way, you put yourself in position to get the result that you want. You break the ice six minutes and 16 seconds in, and then you give yourself a chance. Can you put forth that determination and that will for the next 53 and a half minutes to close out a series? And that's exactly what they did. The return of Barclay Goodrow, I think, really helped in that. I mean, he is, by definition, he's a glue guy. I mean, he does. I I was watching him, especially in the latter stages of the game, just putting himself on the line. This is a guy that missed two weeks. Remember, he last played on May the 8th in the first game of the two to end the regular season with Florida. And he'd only just recently returned to the ice. We saw him out for the morning skate down in Sunrise on Monday. Uh, But to have him back, like he... He epitomizes all those things, that determination and will that I just put forth. I mean, he is the poster boy for it. So I think it helps when you can get a guy like that back into the lineup. He just oozes that sort of attitude about him. And then you have, again, determination of a team. So Tampa Bay has to kill off two Florida power plays in the opening seven, eight minutes of the second period. It's still a one-goal game. So Pat Maroon's goal is still standing up at this point. And, you know, John Cooper, I think, described it best when he said that the Florida power play is two minutes of cardiac arrest. They're dangerous. You know, they put together this five-forward alignment because Aaron Ekblad has been injured and unable to play. And they don't have any other forwards they really trust or any other defensemen, rather, that they trust to quarterback a power play. So they put a unit out that includes Jonathan Huberto, Sasha Barkov, Sam Bennett, Carter Verhage, and Patrick Hornquist. Five forward unit for a power play. You don't see too many teams employ that. And they are just so dangerous with the way they move the puck. And they're very good going from side to side. And they're also very good in alternating positions. There were many times you would see Bennett and Barkov switch back and forth from up high 
to the half wall, up high to the half wall. They would interchange throughout to try and create some confusion. And, you know, they're called on to have to kill that off twice, twice in a short period of time to try and preserve the lead. And then Bennett, Sam Bennett, who probably goes a long way to having cost Florida this series. Remember back in game one, it was his boarding play against Blake Coleman with about seven to eight minutes to go in the game that gave the Lightning a power play. Braden Point ties the game on it, and of course it leads to his winning goal with a minute 14 left to go in game one. So not only did he commit the foul that led to the tying power play goal, he was suspended for that. He served a one-game suspension, was not available for Game 2, which, of course, the Tampa Bay Lightning went on to win 3-1 to one with the Yanni Gord empty netter making the two-goal margin of victory. And then tonight, he makes another boneheaded play in the second period. Mind you, it's still a one-goal game at this point. For whatever reason, and maybe it's because we've seen a lot of this stuff let go throughout the portion of the series. But for whatever reason, he decided he was going to put David Savard into a headlock. Not only did he put Savard into a headlock, he ripped his helmet off. And of course you know, and in case you don't, I'll let you know now, if you lose your helmet nowadays in the NHL, the rule states that you either have to put your helmet directly on or you have to leave the ice. If you're involved in the play, they'll let it go. You know, if, if there's a hockey play going on that, you know, you have to be involved in, you know, but otherwise you have to leave the ice or go back and immediately put your helmet on. So they made sure that when that rule was put into place, they added into the rule book that any player who deliberately took another player's helmet off would be instituted a minor. Now, it was supposed to be called unsportsmanlike conduct. They called this roughing. Either way, it results in a two-minute power play for Tampa Bay. And, you know, I turned to Jay Retcher in the press box. I said, that's the type of play that you have to make the other team pay for. They gifted you something. They gifted you an opportunity, and you have to take advantage of it. Well, they did. Familiar setting, Nikita Kucherov over at the right circle, up top to Victor Hedman, one-touch pass to Steven Stamkos, bang, one-timer, pass Spencer Knight, and it's a 2-0 lead. And, and, the, and the, game, the game changes from there. When it's a one-goal game, it's a one-shot game. When it's a two-goal game, you have a margin now. You have a margin in which you can work with if you're Tampa Bay. And it, it changes your approach to the final part of the game. Because now you, ha- you can protect a two-goal lead. I know, two-goal lead, it's the, it's the most difficult to protect. Certainly if any playoff series has shown that, it's this one, right? Because we've seen both teams uh, squander multiple goal leads. But... It, this one this one just felt different, though, right? You know Florida is capable of coming back and putting forth an effort to be able to erase a two-goal lead. Oh, shoot, all you got to do is go back to game three where the Lightning had a 5-3 lead going into the third period. They get a power play goal early. 
a tying goal late and they end up winning in overtime. So we know that there's precedent there. But this just felt different because you could see with the way the Lightning were putting forth the determination and the effort that they know is required to win a game just like this. So it, it made a huge difference, that second goal, when it comes you know, late in the second period. Now all of a sudden, Florida really has to start to try and think about pushing. Because, again, there's a difference between a one-goal lead and a two-goal lead, and that's the same thing for the team that is on the wrong side of that. right? A one-goal deficit, again, is a one-shot game. Two-goal deficit, now all of a sudden you've got some ground that you have to make up. So it changes their mindset as well. So it, it, that goal, that play, that sequence really changed the complexion of the way the third period was going to go. Don't be left out. Make sure you subscribe to the Lightning Insider on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and anywhere else where podcasts are found. Now, here again is Eric. And again, you see this team blocking shots. You see this team getting in the lanes, you see them battling for every every available inch of ice throughout the third period. You get a brilliant move from Braden Point to f- essentially just finish it off with about four minutes to go. He just takes a little pass from Nikita Kucherov, works his way around Mackenzie Weger, gets Spencer Knight to fall to the ice and then just tucks the puck on the inside between the pad and the post, and it's a 3 nothing game, and you can start printing your tickets for round two at that point. But it was just impressive to see the championship medal on display, the attitude, the, de- the determination, everything that we know this team is capable of doing, they put forth. And they did it at a time where they know they had to do it. You can you can say they squandered Game 5, right? You're up 3-1 in the series. You have an opportunity to close out a Florida team. They're starting a rookie, a net 20-year-old, who's got three games plus a period of experience under his belt at the NHL level. Yeah, you score on the first shot of the game. Yeah, you can say all of that. But at the end of the day, they didn't put if they'd have put that same type of effort into game five as they did tonight, maybe the outcome is a little different. But that's also an understanding of a team what it means to not let another closeout game go. To not put themselves in position. And they talked about that. They talked about that quite a bit after the game of what they knew it was going to take in order to not let this get to a seventh game. And here we are now talking about the Tampa Bay Lightning once again moving on to round number two. It's the fifth time in the past seven years that Tampa Bay has moved on to the second round. The only years that they did not were 2017 when they missed the playoffs by one point. And then, of course, in 2019 when they were swept by the Columbus Blue Jackets. That's it. Those are the only two times in the past five or the, the only in the past seven seasons in which they did not advance past the first round. It, it's really a run of success that not a lot of teams can you know, hang their hat on, especially in the cap era. I mean, the Penguins. Penguins lost game six to the Islanders. They haven't won a playoff series now in a few years. 
right? So here we are talking about a Tampa Bay team that has advanced past the first round for five out of seven years. And the other four times in which they did advance past the first round, they reached at least the conference championship. So they're trying to reach their fifth conference championship in the past seven years as well. You kind of, the other side of that is the Panthers, who still have not won a playoff series since the 1996 Eastern Conference Final. Of course, they reached the Stanley Cup Final that year, losing in four games to the Colorado Avalanche. So that's the flip side of what this series was about. And yet, here we are again, talking about Tampa Bay, moving on to round number two. They, of course, will face the winner between Nashville and Carolina. Carolina has a 3-2 series lead heading into game six, which is Thursday night in Nashville. That has been a much closer series than I would have thought. With Carolina's depth, especially on defense, I would have thought that they would have uh, found a way to um, have more of an advantage in this series. And Having said that, they did win games one and two. Games three and four in Nashville did go to double overtime. UC Soros finished both those games with 50-plus saves. Um, and Nashville was able to tie the series. Game five, Nashville had leads of one nothing and 2-1. Marty Natchez actually ends up tying the score late in the third period on home ice. Forces overtime where Jordan Stahl got the winner, so... You know, Carolina heads out on the road with an opportunity to win that series. Uh, either way, Tampa Bay will face the winner of that series. Uh, don't know yet when that series will start. I, I suppose there's always a chance it could open on Saturday. Uh, a lot of that's going to depend on what happens on Thursday between the Predators and the Hurricanes. We do know that there will be at least one game seven. That will be Friday between Vegas and Minnesota after Minnesota has rallied to win the past two games and force a Game 7 back in, in Vegas. Uh, that would be played Friday night. We know the NHL likes to keep momentum building, so I will not rule out even if Carolina wins. Uh, well, Carolina has to win to even think about a Game uh, 1 between Carolina and Tampa Bay taking place on Saturday. Uh, but I won't rule that out. I'm not expecting that necessarily, but I won't rule that situation out. Uh, so just look for that in the coming days, depending on when you're listening to this, as to uh, when that potential second-round series could start. If Carolina wins, the series will start in Raleigh. If Nashville rallies to win that series, Game 1 would be at Amelie Arena. Games 1 and 2 would be at Amelie Arena, again, with dates still to be determined. A couple of quick notes coming out of this series before I sign off here. Um, Victor Hedman finishes the series with eight assists, which ties the franchise mark for most assists in a playoff series, originally set by Nikita Kucherov in the Eastern Conference Final last year. Nikita Kucherov, by the way, also finished with eight assists in this game or in this series. Uh, so he ties his own record that he set last year. Uh, uh, Nikita Kucherov also finished the series with 11 points, three goals and eight assists, which is a new franchise record for most points in a playoff series, besting his own mark of 10 set during the first round against New Jersey in 2000. 
18. And then one more, uh, two more quick notes here. Uh, Victor Hedman's seven power play assists are tied for the third most in a playoff series since the league started tracking that stat. you got to go all the way back to 1933-34. The only two players who have registered more power play assists in a series are Paul Coffey when he was with Detroit and Mario Lemieux with the Pittsburgh Penguins. So a uh, big series for Victor Hedman. And, of course, we haven't touched enough on Andre Vasilevsky and what he meant. You know, the determination and the effort of the team in front of him was a big factor, but so was his play. And he ends up pitching the shutout. It's the second consecutive series-clinching shutout that he has put forth. Of course, the other one was the Game 6 of the 2020 Stanley Cup Final in which Tampa Bay shut out the Dallas Stars 2-0 to win that series in six games. Uh, and he does it again tonight. And it was interesting because I, I asked him, because we saw Ben Bishop do this, right? And we think back to 2015, he pitched a shutout in Game 7 against Detroit. He pitched a shutout in Game 7 against the New York Rangers. I believe he also pitched a shutout against the New York Islanders in 2016 in the clinching Game 5 of that series. Uh, so, you know, Andre Vasilevsky watched his mentor, Ben Bishop, and he's referred to Ben Bishop as his mentor many times, um, do the same thing. And now here Andre Vasilevsky has done it in his past two series. And, look, you can sit here and say that his numbers certainly aren't going to reflect it. Um, in some ways it might because, you know, there's a couple of games where maybe he wasn't at his best, but he, he was at his best enough in this series. Game two. Even game four, I know the score ends up being 5-2, but Florida pushed in that game. They had some serious chances in that game. Uh, Vasilevsky held them off, and Tampa Bay was able to pull away in that game. Uh, but it's it's sort of rewarding that he ends up getting the shutout here in the clinching game, a 4 nothing victory. Uh, his second career shutout, also a second career series clinching shutout. Uh, and, of course, Pat Maroon ends up with the game-winning goal. In this game, it marks the second time he has scored the game winner in a series clinching game. He had the double overtime winner for St. Louis in 2019 over the Dallas Stars to send the Blues on to the conference final. And, of course, uh, they would go on to win the Stanley Cup. Uh, so if you want to look for omens, I don't know if you like to look for omens. I don't like to look for omens, but I thought it was just interesting to bring that up. Uh, with Maroon picking up the series-clinching goal tonight. All right, uh, that's going to wrap up this first-round series recap of the Tampa Bay Lightning defeating the Florida Panthers four games to two. They sit now and wait to see how much time they'll get off before the next series starts again against either Carolina or Nashville. All right, make sure you subscribe to this podcast, rate, review it, share it, let your friends know what's out there. It's a great time of the year. I love doing these, uh, these podcasts. Great feedback from everybody. Uh, subscribe to my website. It's lightninginsider.com. I have a monthly plan. I also have a yearly plan. And look, anybody who signs up for a new yearly plan between now and the end of May, so you have a little less than a week to get this done, if you sign up for a new yearly plan, I will enter you into a contest to win a free copy of my book, Lightning Strikes, 
If you're selected as the winner, I will sign it. I will mail it to you. You'll get a free copy, an autographed copy of the book. So anybody who signs up for a free or for a new monthly subscription to lightninginsider.com will be entered into this contest. Contest. So make sure you uh, take care of that right now. Uh, all right, myself and Greg Lanelli will be back with a series preview podcast as soon as we know who the opponent is going to be. Uh, so be on the lookout for that in the next couple of days. So until then, see ya. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger, less than five miles away. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.